Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits? The Saturday Night Freak Show. <laughs> and welcome back to the Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm Colin, I'm your host, I'm oh. surrounded by a group of internet radio superstars, including... Brent. Travis. Sean. And uh, no voice always, for Sean. No voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get a hold of us at Saturday Night Freak Show at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you. Read your mail on the air. Make you as famous as us. You can also find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. We're all over the place. Do we check those? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do we ever read anything? I don't think no, this but is we like, should. What, we actually episode have some... like 40 something, and I don't think we've read one yeah. ever. Do we, have, <laughs> do we have something to read? Uh, we'd have to pause. In our we... mail? Do we yeah. have? So we'll we do a mail, mail segment mail at the end. Time. <laughs> All right. Uh, if they so make it there. Tonight, so uh, welcome to October. Tonight was the first of our uh, special Halloween series, Ooh. and I picked the movie, and it was Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein from 1948. This is the end of the uh, string of Universal monster movies that started in 1931 with uh, the release of Dracula and Frankenstein, and uh, the movies kind of went on for a while, and then uh, you know eventually became monster rallies where they'd put like all their monsters together in one movie. And here in this movie, we got the uh, vaudevillian comedians uh, Abbott oh, and Costello, Costello. It was Bud Bud Abbott and, and Lou Costello, meet Frankenstein and Dracula. And the Wolfman. And the Wolfman. It's oh, yeah. like the Avengers of Universal Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that, uh, you know, like, the, the, the two guys, Abbott and Costello, were famous, uh, you know, I mean, they were vaudevillian comedians that, you know, rose through, like, burlesque shows and all that, and they got famous for their routine, Who's on First? You guys heard this? Yes. yes. And uh, so that's a I'm classic. I'm sorry, who is on first? <laughs> who? Oh, who? Did you ever, did you ever watch <laughs> What's on second? Animaniacs? Right. In one of the series of Animaniacs, there's uh, Slappy Squirrel, the grandma squirrel, who, like, she was a cartoon from the 30s, whatever. They did a version of Who's On uh, Who's on First or whatever, Who's On Second. That's but it was, skin. But it was, uh, it was Woodstock, and they were using the bands Who and What. Uh, I mean, it, I almost think it was better than... It, I mean, it's like, it just works way better. Uh, but anyway, that's besides this. Well, just on, on top of that, uh, Peter Griffin did the routine with, I believe it was a tiger... In an episode of Family Guy, that was pretty good too. Huh? Was the tiger on second? <laughs> <laughs> one of them was Abbott. One of them was Costello. Right. So the only person missing from this movie is Boris Karloff. This and, is like the, and the one. Mummy. Well, but was the I mean the Mummy? He didn't really do any monster mashes. I know. He? Yeah, that's the weird thing because the Mummy had a series of uh, films. I mean, there was the Mummy, the Mummy's Hand, the Mummy's Curse, the Mummy Strikes. I don't think I so, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I he, he never movies. showed up in the in the monster rallies, which is kind of odd. But I guess yeah, they already one, had one stumbling around guy. They didn't need two right. stumbling around guys. <laughs> yeah. Right, they can't talk. And at the time, uh, I remember reading that Abbott and Costello were. I mean, like they, their films single handedly, single handedly saved Universal Pictures from bankruptcy in the late '30s, and so it was only a matter of time before you know they hooked them up with the uh, the monsters. Uh, I mean, they were the most popular comedy duo of their era, and they were eventually replaced by, or eclipsed, I guess, by uh, Martin and Lewis was the next. And before them was probably, uh, who's the uh, fat guy and the skinny guy? That's, uh... <laughs> Three Stooges? No, uh... 
talking fat about. Fat guy with the mustache. Everybody's screaming at the radio oh. right now. Uh Oh man! I know, right? No, I, yeah. I cannot think of that guy's name. <laughs> what is that? The bowler hats. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Yeah. How would you even look that up? Captain I know, Google. right? We should no, Google no, it. No, let's not do it. Let's, another, it'll come to us. Oh, is it? Yeah, this might be a long point. opening. No, no, some no, of us no, like, no. We keep going, and then some point I'll shout out during the middle of the podcast. Their name. Laurel and Hardy. Yes. Laurel and Hardy. There we go. Jesus. There we go. Obviously, wow. we're not yeah. like Holy in tune wow. with the older wow. uh, movies. Oh, no, we all know it. We're just like, oh. <laughs> well, so many of them. I mean, because uh, they're all basically the same, right? Since we're talking about like Depression era comedians, every single movie is about like, I got a job. What's the job? Paint the house. And we fucking up, you know, or like move the piano, you know, fuck it up. You know, yeah, everything's yeah. about getting a job. And this is their their delivery guys, their customs workers or yeah. something. They get delivery of the Frankenstein monster and the Dra- and Dracula and have to deliver them to a uh, a house of horrors wax museum, where they of course come back to life. So in this, what movie, was the guy's name? J W McDougal. McDougal. And of course, there's a nefarious plot. There's a a hot woman who has the hots for Wilbur for Wilbur, who is Costello. And uh, but actually, she's after him for his brain. the The nefarious plan Ironically here enough. is that Dracula is going to reanimate the Frankenstein monster. They're going to transplant Costello's brain into the monster, and that's actually like that's the whole thing. We don't know well, what what for what what reason well, he's no, doing this. The reason is because they wanted he wanted to find a brain weak enough to follow well, yeah. his will. But yeah. he doesn't say like what he plans to do with the monster. Oh like, no, he's the, just going to have a bringing the man, he's going to have an immortal monster. Is the end goal? He, well, yeah, he'll have send, under his control. He'll yeah, have he'll an immortal, powerful monster yeah, yeah. or just whatever. Like <laughs> they go Again, the town. Everything from Freddy vs. Jason was aped from this movie. <laughs> well, see, that was always like Frank. Like after like probably like the third or fourth Frankenstein movie, Ghost of Frankenstein, that was about... It was Igor's master plan yeah, to put his to own brain yeah. into Frankenstein because yep. he had the broken neck or whatever. So, you know, I, Igor, shall rule the world. He actually yeah. was successful. Yeah. That was Lon Chaney as Frankenstein. In yeah, that and that was... Uh, uh, Bella Lugosi was Igor in that one. Yeah. And I don't remember what House of... Frankenstein. House of Frankenstein was Boris Karloff. This was what sucked about Boris Karloff was in it, but not as Frankenstein. He was the doctor that, like, got all the, you know, Dracula and, like, got the monsters together for something. Yeah, so they had done two monster rallies prior to this, then. Because, like, each monster had, like, a series of, you know, films. It's like, you know, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein, Ghost of Frankenstein, then House of Frankenstein, and then this. Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman was the first one. That was like, that was the second, that was like the sequel to the Wolfman. Yeah, because... But, and then the Frankenstein monster shows up in it. Well, well, uh, I want to say Oops and Sky, uh... The gypsy, yeah, because she's in both. She, of those, yeah. she, yeah, she's in Wolfman One and, and meets yeah. Frankenstein. She resurrects the Wolfman, yeah. and somehow he finds about Frankenstein. Finds out about Doctor Frankenstein. He's like, well, maybe this doctor can help reverse the curse. Mm-hmm. So he travels to uh, wherever Germany. I forget where Bavaria, Frankenstein is supposed to be. Yeah, and and of course, but Bella Lugosi is Frankenstein in that, which was pretty lackluster. Yeah. It's like Boris Karloff. Well, that's what you were saying, that Boris Karloff wasn't, uh, you know, because he originated the role of Frankenstein famously. But, you know, as I've been going back and looking at a bunch of stuff, like when you look at all the toys from the era, they all are based on the Glenn Strange monster. Like Boris Karloff originated it, but Glenn Strange is Frankenstein. Like that look was actually the look that was used in all like merchandising. And he was only like two times, right? Or was he House of Dracula? 
I think so. I yeah, maybe so like like a collection. That, how different does that look between the two? Well, it's the same makeup, but Karloff, like in the first movie, Karloff is cadaverous. I mean, he is thick, and gaunt, that's because right. he took out a mouth. He he has like fake teeth yeah, that push his cheek out. So, so when he takes them out, it like really sinks in. Yeah, and he would always be doing sucking his you know his cheeks in, and then you can tell the difference between. Like that was Frankenstein thirty one, whereas you know these guys were like poverty row starving actors who did this, and then by forty uh, eight, you said this one well, no, was well no, but uh, Bride of Frankenstein, which was like thirty three. I mean he's he's fuller in the face. You can tell that like okay success living, is you know yeah, living, he, he's actually large. been able to eat you know <laughs> after that so yeah and then well, so it goes Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein, Ghost of Frankenstein, yeah, then House which of Frankenstein. he wasn't in, then House of Frankenstein, which he wasn't and in. And Dracula has Dracula, and then there's like Dracula's daughter, daughter. and then Son of Son of Dracula, with uh, where Lon Chaney Jr. plays Dracula. Oh, uh, yep. And then there's is in this House of Dracula, which John John Carradine plays Dracula, and then. Uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. So Bella Lugosi only played Dracula twice in Dracula and Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. So wow. that's like a 10-year, well, it's more than a 15-year yeah. gap. But Lon Chaney Jr. played the Wolfman every time. He's every the time. only well, guy who played his character every time. Because, he, I mean, he, he's, he also, he's, he's human half the time. Yeah, <laughs> He's also the only actor to ever have played all the monsters. Yeah. He's played Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, the and the Mummy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah. That's fun that they all played the different characters and mm-hmm. played with each other in different movies, playing the different characters. Yeah, and it's really because when you worked for the theater back, th- or when you worked for the movie companies, you were on, under contract. You're a Western actor. You're a horror actor. This is what you do. You know, you well, don't, like, whatever. do they other put movies. put them in a bunch of stuff. I mean, they put but, them in Westerns and the horror movie. And But know. it would be bad guy role. If you were Boris Karloff, you'd be a bad guy in a Western. You wouldn't necessarily change the role and be the good guy. You would right. be, well, you're Frankenstein, so you're going to be the yeah. bad guy with the fucked up face. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and they start teaming him up with, like, Bella Lugosi with a black oh, cat yeah. and, like, all those i mean the you always see these guys like acting opposite each other during that whole heyday well now this one is obviously very tongue-in-cheek but like how much of the series the monster movies are like how much are like scary and how much are like you know more tongue-in-cheek like this well we're saying like it's relative right i mean you yeah, watch scary them, right scary I mean, to all, a 1930s audience yeah, they it's were like moving serious. pictures you know, yeah. I mean, they were all yeah. done with the uh, train's with, coming right at us. You know, they were all serious <laughs> except for this one. And actually, that's what I, while I was watching it tonight. I'm like, this is actually a you know universal monster movie. It's just got these two clueless guys bumbling through it. Yeah, you know, it's like because everybody else treats it like it's a universal monster movie mm-hmm. yeah. except uh, Abbott and Costello. Right. And Costello being the you know short, fat, funny guy, and then uh, the Abbott is the straight straight man. Man. yeah straight man to play off of you know Costello always misses foil. every like everything. you know misses every everything. supernatural or every weird for thing. an hour and fifteen minutes usually gets everything. to hit uh, Abbott or yeah. whichever. I always yeah. confuse the two. There's a lot of smacking. <laughs> I've always smack. I've always liked how this is like. This sets uh, uh, Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, up as like a, he's like a weird superhero, right? So he gets the Wolfman curse. Then he tries to cure the curse by going to find Frankenstein in the sequel. 
And then, like, throughout, basically, he gets a hold of, like, Dracula. He, like, somehow joins this, like, world of he knows these weird, unnatural, supernatural characters. Then he comes into this movie kind of just already knowing that Dracula has a plan and he needs to stop Dracula from, like, like being able to resurrect and improve the uh, yeah, because the continuity the, uh, monster. It, they don't. All these movies don't have necessarily. Some of them do, but not all. I mean, you're not supposed to take this as a sequel, too. Right. You know, it's kind of like a one-off. I mean, they spend a lot of time at the beginning, kind of getting you versed in like who all these characters are, as if you've never seen any of these before. You know, well, and yeah. setting it up. So that's kind of cool. But I like yeah. to think, I don't know, just because I'm a huge Wolfman fan and there's only, whatever, like what? you said, four or yeah, five. Yeah, but he, he goes on a, well, I think there's five, I think there's five, because I think he's in both of the House of, really? you know, Dracula, yeah, House of Frankenstein, and then. Uh, it's some way of acquiring fast <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> to, uh, all right, all right. But yet okay. down here, Captain we are of off from everything. Googling. Yes, in our bomb shelter. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Chick? <laughs> Yeah. So, how did the comedy play to a modern audience? Two of the guys who Dude, haven't seen it before. So how did it? How did it play? I think it plays uh, great. Like I, I like this kind of old humor, like this between this and the uh, the yeah. Marx Brothers and stuff like that. I've yeah. always found that funny and humorous. I think yeah, I think it's it's something that the Three Stooges do a little bit better. But I think that um, still, when you get the, these reactions and these. You know, like you get all the like the weird sound effects, and the guy, you know, you get Costello sitting on, uh, like specifically sitting on Frankenstein's lap, yeah. like seeing, counting the hands, yeah, like one, two, three hands, and then discovering which hand is his hand, and be like, oh no, you know, like like really really broad reactions, yeah. but still really funny. And I like this humor over like the Three Stooges because a lot of it is verbal comedy, just the back yeah. and forth between Abbott and Costello and and everybody else they meet. Right. And you get the physical stuff too, but but also yeah, because I was gonna like it's like slapstick died in the '60s. Something happened in the '60s where slapstick became unfunny. I don't know what it was about how casual people hit each other in the old movies That's, that made yeah. it really hilarious. I mean, it was. It's, I mean, just so little things effects. like pushing the bag into his head and like <laughs> oh, yeah. shit like that is just so funny and like you yeah. really can't do it anymore. I don't know why no, that is. That would fall flat on its ass in a day like today. Yeah, yeah I don't know why. I did look it up. He, there was he was in both. Of the he was in both. So, so this five, is the fifth five times he played. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I would like to take it as a continuity because this is Wolfman's continuity. This is Larry Talbot's journey into the unknown. Yeah, but in the other he's ones, I want to say like you know he's always like on a after he he tries to cure it. You know, I mean, like in the first one, obviously he's on a suicide trip. You know, basically it's like I've got this curse, I have to die. And then in the second one, it's like you know maybe you know I can't die. I can't die. So now I got to figure out if there's a way to cure it. But I, it seems to me in the other two, and it's been a while since I've seen them, but it seems to me like he's just trying to figure out a way to kill himself. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's basically his mission. Yeah. Is to, like, find a way to kill himself and protect people and lose this uh, this curse. It's kind of funny watching it, you know, now because, you know, I'm sitting there watching him, and while he's human, he's, like, part of the team. He's part of the, you know, guys who are going to yeah. beat Dracula, and then, like, the moon comes up, and this is in a world where there's a moon, a full moon, like, for every four night. nights in a row. Yeah, every night. Yeah, he gets... <laughs> Yeah. He turns into a werewolf. Every he always night. has to it's... notice it. He doesn't know about it. Right. it There's no like farmer's <laughs> journal around or anything. He's just like, oh boy, it. the moon. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And then they did the uh, yeah because that effect too of him transforming into the Wolfman. You know, it's always like they would have to. Uh, he's always gotten to get into a still position. And yeah. Well, I saw like you know when he's lying on like a uh, in one of them he's lying on a pillow. And what they had to do was, it's actually like a concrete pillow with his head yeah. molded into it, so he could always find the exact same spot. And he'd have to go off, like, in between, so they take, like, a little bit of an exposure, and then he'd go off to the makeup man, which was uh, Jack Pierce, who created all those uh, makeup effects. I know it was Bud Westmore did this movie, yeah, but yeah. Um, he would go off, and they'd apply, you know, like, yak hairs, like, single strands at a time and all this, and build the thing up Jesus. a little bit, and then go back uh. and shoot some more. And come away, and we'll apply some more. And I mean, it's like an all-day process to turn that guy, you know, in those lap dissolves into the Wolfman. What I liked about the remake that they did, Rick Baker did uh, the Wolfman makeup for the uh, the remake, and it actually uses the same, like it is an extension of the makeup, the original makeup. You know, it's like the yeah. same kind of the pieces. It's just you know more furry and you know obviously articulated a bit you know more modern. But I mean, it is kind of like a direct you know like if you were to do that makeup today, this is what it would look like. Instead of having like the little curly hair, you know, whatever he's got the fro. Yeah. In the, you know, in <laughs> I just the, I just think the original makeup has a little bit more expression than the Rick Baker makeup. Like Rick Baker's the man, right? But man, I gotta say, I was a little disappointed in his Wolfman makeup. There's no like you don't see the the man underneath there, the way you do in the original Wolfman, where really it's just like a broad nose piece, and he's got free reign of his mouth and everything. And I thought they did that. In the, in, uh, I think the key thing to the new makeup, it's just like it looks kept, like it's a molded, angry face. But they it doesn't look his, like his he can. eyes. They didn't put like contacts in his eyes, so he still has the actors. You know, in that case, Benicio del Toro, which looks movie. a lot like Talbot, like like looks a lot like uh, yeah, Lon, Chaney. Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. Well, I know. I was noticing that during that. I was like, "Damn!" That's why I, I wish the uh, remake was set in the '40s. I wish it had that because I like the fact that, like Dracula, all those. That's all like a Victorian age monster. You know, Wolfman's like a 1940s. That's a monster for our, you know, the modern world. Yeah. You know, <laughs> read all about. Yeah, and he gets into this world of of like old monsters. You know, he and we were saying the... earlier that Wolfman was actually like a late addition to the monster stable. I mean, yeah, because 1931. Well, yeah, Creature was even later, but 1931 was Dracula, uh, Frankenstein, and The Mummy, all released in 1931. And then they played out their sequels and whatever, I think Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, Invisible uh, Man. Invisible Man was like 33, maybe, or maybe it was 31 also. But then, uh, so Wolfman didn't come around for like 10 years later. He was created in 1941. And then uh, the Creature from the Black Lagoons always grouped into that, you know, Universal Monsters thing. Yeah. He was 1954. Oh, wow. And that's why Creature wow. never shows up in any of the monster oh, rallies. About the, I didn't he's always just so roaming, roaming the lake around. <laughs> the well, he had three. No, he had three. Uh, he had three movies. I want to say Creature. Creature walks among us. Creature. It's it's the <laughs> Creature walks among us is the third one. It's it's, it's Revenge of the Creature. Yeah, yeah. The creature from the Black Lagoon. Revenge of the Creature and the Creature Walks Among Us. Which actually, I think Jaws 3D stole the plot of uh, Revenge of the Creature because in that <laughs> one they they catch him and they bring him to Sea World or something like that, well. and they're trying to you know keep the creature at Sea World, and he breaks <laughs> loose and causes I don't know if it's Sea World, but it's a water park, you know. Right. <laughs> well, it's Sea World now. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, staying with the Wolf Man, what about uh, Teen Wolf? As far as the look goes, do you think that they stay true to the original? 
I love wolf Teen Wolf. Well, I think that's up. just how you did it. If you did a wolf man, like, it all came back to that. I mean, that was the first time. Well, no, that wasn't the first time they did it. They did uh, Werewolf of London. It was like 19... 19- 85 or No, 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 four. Werewolf of London. The original was oh, like the 1928 or something like that. Henry no, Hall not was... Uh, Wasn't it in the, the 30s? 30s or 40s? Oh, actually, yeah, it had to be in the 30s. Oh, what am I talking about? That one was, I think, what they were trying to do, like a werewolf, but it didn't catch on the same way that this one did when it came out in 41, The Wolfman. The Werewolf of London was their first one, and that one, the guy turned into a werewolf. I don't even know if he was... Bitten. It was, he was like a, a plant. He was a botanist. Was a botanist. <laughs> it was like a plant. It was almost like a take on the, uh, if, like imagine if the uh, wolf's bane uh, had actually some sort of like scientific, uh, yeah, properties that turned you into a wolf. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that movie's about. I know it's about a guy named botanist or something. Yeah, like that. I mean, it is like the most boring. Well, when he movie turns in into a werewolf, he in, in Werewolf of London, it's more done like a Jack the Ripper kind of thing. Yeah. it is more the Jekyll and Hyde. You know, scientist by day, killer by night. I mean, I think he his a werewolf wears like wolf. a top hat and a cape. He actually he's, looks kind of cool. You know, he doesn't actually turn into a full beast. I think he's he's aware of who he is and what he's doing. I've always liked that makeup, though. I had one of the, if anybody remembers the Universal Orange books. Uh, no. No. They were like hardcover monster books for kids that, I mean, they had like King Kong, Godzilla... I mean, they even had the Deadly Mantis. I mean, they probably had like uh, 20 volumes. I mean, they were probably, I guarantee they probably weren't even more than 20 pages. They were really thin. And all the cover, all the back covers were orange with a list of all the other monsters uh, you can get. I do remember that. was like that. one of my first introductions in the world of monster movies is not even seeing the movies, but looking at the pictures. And I don't even know if they were the basic story of the movie or if they actually talked about the making of the movie. I can't even remember that. I just yeah. remember the orange coloring to I thought it all was like, books. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember, but I, I think remember. I remember vaguely picking one of those up. Yeah, but I remember like being really interested in the look of the werewolf of London and the uh, what was the? Uh, there was a she wolf of London also. Oh, yeah. dun, 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 what dun. was the uh, completely hairy werewolf from Oliver Reed? That was Curse, That's the, Curse werewolf. the Werewolf. When Hammer, well, Hammer films like in the fifties remade all of these. Uh, you know, Universal movies yeah. in uh, in color. You know, Kular. in England, but they did. They spelled uh, it know, with a U. Yeah, they did their, their <laughs> shower. Well, they did all these Kalor. sequels. Hammer did all these sequels with you know Dracula, with Christopher Lee, Frankenstein with Peter Cushing, but they only did one werewolf movie, and it is not like based at all on the Universal uh, idea. I guess because that was an original story. Yeah. The Wolfman. You know, where Frankenstein obviously was a book. You Brandon got leeway to play with the rights. Yeah, so their plot is completely different. It's a guy who turns into a wolf. But I've always wanted to see it. Oliver Reed looks awesome in that suit. Yeah, no, it is. But I've seen bla- I think black and white photos look better than all the color photos I see of that movie, though. That's what's well, like really weird about like that movie. He's got like the open chest. Yeah, he's got the open chest. Yeah. He's got like the Victorian style ripped up shirt. He looks awesome, dude. Yeah. Looks His awesome. hair was perfect. His hair was perfect. And gray. That's kind of weird. That's, hmm. that's funny. For a color movie, a color. Color. Yeah. And I don't think what, they what? did, uh, you know, because you were saying, yeah. like, you know, Teen Wolf. I mean, like, all, all where when it's a wolf man, it's always a dude with you know, a snout and furry, you know, 
The yeah. Monster Squad, I think, in 87 was kind of cool because it brought all of them together again, but it wasn't a universal movie, so mm-hmm. they couldn't use the actual designs. They had to tweak them. Uh, but, I uh, mean, there's a werewolf. You know, it's Wolfman's got nards. That's where that comes. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got, like, it's a design on that. Uh, he's on got a set on him. Werewolf makeup, or Wolfman makeup. And then it was in the 80s when they did the Howling and American Werewolf in London that you could actually do, you know, the guys biped. turning into biped or quadruped, you know, actual wolves. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, I got a couple other questions about the monsters, and this is going to show my ignorance with the Universal Monsters. Uh, Dracula, first off, why does he hold his cape up to his nose, covering his half of his face all the time when he's like when there's humans around or when he's approaching somebody? Is there... Because When he hides is in it, the shadows, uh, <laughs> you know, he'll hide his white face yeah, that when he's in the shadows. Because he's all know. pale. Because he does it a lot in this movie. But he doesn't do it in the original Dracula. I don't remember him doing that. Uh, but that just became Maybe, like, huh? when I was a kid, that was how you knew somebody was like pretending to be Dracula. was when they would put their, you know, their yeah. elbow up over their face. Yeah. That was the, you know, I'm Dracula. You I'm know? Dracula. I was and just wondering, like, where the like, hell did that, yeah. If there's like a shielding device or something going on there that was, you know, or is it just to hide his teeth so that you don't know that it's a yeah, vampire? Maybe. I don't know. I, think it's just I mean, a... it even comes back in like later movies. Like, I'm pretty sure in Fright Night that happens too when, uh. Yeah, when he picks up when the picks one up, kid right. and he wraps the cape well, around. I mean, it's like the, that's what vampires yeah. are always doing. There's that, but yeah. there's also the part where they're in the house and, and Dandridge is like half vampire. And I think uh, Peter Vincent holds up a cross and when he shields himself, he's like, ah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. It could be a shield. He did not have a shield. No, that was just me. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I, or it's a theatrical, you know, it device. It seems like it would be just a theatrical it's, thing to do. It's creepy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Lugosi played that part, and I mean, he was a Hungarian actor who came over to the States and got cast in Dracula. I don't know. He was the Broadway you know, young. Yeah, it was the Broadway. Well, it went to Broadway. I, want to, I can't remember where it started from, but it became super famous at the time. I mean, it was during the Great Depression. And, I mean, women would swoon and, you know, all this stuff. I mean, it was, like, terrifying, the new thrill performing of Dracula. And God knows how many times he must have played that part, like, every night, you know, forever. (laughs) And then when Universal made the movie, they said, well, let's, you know, I think they were thinking about recasting him at some point, but it's like he had such a distinct stage presence. And I don't think when he made the first movie they spoke English very well at all. You know, I mean, he had phonetically learned all those lines for the play. So, you know, he knew those, wow. those lines. Right. But, uh, you know, and that's what gives him that, you know, I want to suck your the blood. Van- you know I mean? Yeah. I want to suck the line. Yeah. What do I want to suck? <laughs> like, please, somebody help me here. How do you say this? Your yeah. blood. Sinks his teeth into those wobble yous. <laughs> yeah. And it's just weird then, you know, I mean, when I'm looking at it, like, why, you know, like, he didn't come back for any of the sequels you know like none of the dracula sequels he didn't star in it you know he turned that over to you know lon cheney jr john carradine yeah whoever probably sick of it by that time well it was like possibly or he didn't like being known as dracula or whatever i want to work on do do other things i know there was a rivalry between him and boris karloff because you know karloff became a huge star i mean that's why this is abbott costello frankenstein (laughs) the frankenstein monster i think was a bigger draw than than any of the other ones, you know. Had more sequels. Yeah. How much does he talk in the other movies, Frankenstein? 
in the, the first talks one, and he doesn't talk. Son of that, he doesn't. And on yeah, Bride, in Bride, he talks. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Bride. And then in Son, for some reason, again. he goes silent. And I'm like, what in the hell? Why they they either cut all of his lines out, or they just went back to him being they silent. Just went back to him being stupid. Which was just kind of like that's the thing that's really disappointing about that movie is like you know you built up this character where he's finally learning to talk, and then the sequel he's silent again. I was like, what the fuck? I even like his furry vest. Yeah, I know the design and <laughs> Son of Frankenstein. Son of Frankenstein's like the big, you know, big budget production. Yeah, it's got Basil Rathbone. That's like one of my. I don't star. like it that much. I like, like Bride way movie. better. Bride and Ghost. Yeah, Those Bride's are my a better favorite. movie, but but Son of is like the big like. Whoa, we're putting. I'm Basil Rathbone. Yeah, of course. I'm it's got awesome sets. Basil Rathbone and Dracula oh, just kind of like you know, did whatever he did. You know, he, I think Son of Dracula. He. Uh, he comes to the United States as, like, Alucard, right? Alucard. Mm, no, right? explain it. And, uh, <laughs> I don't get and it. it's like it's set in Louisiana or something like that. But um, uh, Lugosi did play vampires in a couple of others. Uh, Grave of the Vampire? No, what was it called? There's something else. Right? All, you all the Ed Wood a, stuff? You pretty much put a word in front of it, of the vampire, <laughs> and you'd have a movie. Yeah. Basement of Dracula. I think it's Return of the Vampire. He plays Everyone a, returns. a vampire yeah. in a cape. And he was buried in that cape. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Well, which brings us, moves us right along to, uh, to Frankenstein or the monster. Okay, this is a good question. So, in the original Frankenstein, the do- it's Dr. Frankenstein, right? Yes. He's the and one that's creating he's the monster. Yeah. But everyone refers to the monster as Frankenstein. Because that was the name of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that accepted? I mean, if I'm like, it is when now. Frankenstein throws that chick through the window, you know, like, because that's going to be my next question. Uh, so in the original Frankenstein, um, he was originally, he was innocent, right? He was like this... Is this thing no. that the, He's no, got like he an naive. abnormal brain in him or something. Naive, I would Wait, say, is yes. that... Young Frankenstein? What am I thinking? He gets like a... A criminal's brain. He gets a criminal's brain. That's right. Yeah. Igor, or his name wasn't Igor in the first Frankenstein Fritz. movie. Yeah. Some dude. Yeah. Some uh, assistant. The half-wit okay. assistant. He has a brain he's supposed brain. to get, but no, he deliberately brings back the wrong, because he accidentally drops the one he was supposed to use, so he grabs the criminal mind instead. And brings that to Frankenstein to put in the Is that body. young Frankenstein? That happens that young Frankenstein, <laughs> too. I can, no, I can I swear to God up. that's what happened in the original <laughs> Frankenstein. I swear. Because <laughs> Frankenstein would have been like, just grab any bro brain, whatever. Frankenstein would have researched it and be like, no, this professor died. We need his brain. Yeah. I mean, he's innocent, but he's, you know, with the strength and all that. I mean, and the way that he's treated, kind of, he's a killer. Definitely the right. way he's treated. You know, because, I mean, that's what he does. And, you know, famously, he uh, accidentally throws a little girl, throws in, the a little girl into the water. He, but that's Accidentally, accident, but deliberately. Right. Deliberately, accidentally. Well, he's trying well, to make her float. Right. He well, runs out of flowers. Yeah, he like, runs oh, out of flowers. He can't think of anything. Yeah, so he's like a, it's like a dimwit. It's like having, yeah. it, what it is, it's like, it's like the 1930s version of like, it's pretty much of mice and men, right? Don't let a handicapped dude play with your kid because they don't know their own strength and they're going to, like, smother yeah. them or something like that. Yeah. So it's, right. don't let naive people play with your kids. But then the townspeople come back. and we're going to kill you. They create him. Torches. Out of, out of his own fear, he becomes this monster that lashes out, right? It's out of people's misunderstanding it's, the fact that he's dumb. Right. Yeah. And the, that's the what makes Bride of Frankenstein so cool is that he finds a blind hermit and the blind man can't see him and just assumes he's a de- you know he's a mute 
and so he teaches him how to speak. And so that way, in some way, the monster can make his own defense at the end of that one. He's like, you know, it's like, I, you know, he wants a mate, basically. He wants her like me, and we go away. <laughs> you know, that's all he wants, and that goes horribly wrong. Because <laughs> yeah. at some point, well, you get to the Abbott and Costello Frankenstein, where he throws a fucking lady out the window <laughs> of great. this castle. Yeah, but that's just like, so, I mean, obviously he's a monster and he's killing in these other movies, but, like, mm. you know, I think that's the only death in this whole, well, no. Aside I mean, from the Wolfman from, yeah. Wolfman sacrifices yeah. himself. But, like, for the, the greater good. That's why he went on to play basketball in high school, because, man, that right. could jump. He could jump, yeah. Yeah, hopefully he could swim, too, with that fall. <laughs> but, uh, no, he hit a rock. He's dead. <laughs> he's toast. Yeah, silver. Yeah, because uh, the the and because the Frankenstein monster really doesn't have. I mean, again, in in the in the third movie, in Son of Frankenstein, he becomes more of like a tool, you know, being he's a used. Tool. And then in the fourth one, you know, he's he's basically Igor is uh, like this sheep herder or something who's been hanged, but he didn't die. His neck is broke, and so you know they can't hang the man twice. So he's like this little impish, you know, motherfucker. It's one of Bela Lugosi's, like, greatest roles. That's awesome. Roles. And it, it's Son of Frankenstein and Ghost of Frankenstein has him in as Igor. Yeah. So you get, like, a twofer. Like, you really get a good story out of watching Son and Ghost together. So by the time we get to Abbott and Costello, Frankenstein's just programmed to kill. He's just a tool. He's just, he's like, just, a dumb monster, yeah. right? Kill, yeah, he's doing kill. whatever... Well, yeah, but he's doing That's, whatever Dracula's will at that point. He's under the thrall of Dracula. Or okay. just whoever... Captures him. Yeah. Master? Yes. Master. <laughs> master. <laughs> master. Do they ever show any throat bites in this one? No. Not they, he it. bit the one girl, he, but didn't apparently turn her into a vampire. Just no, he her, did, because she was going to bite Wilbur. Oh, that's right. Yeah. According, according to that mirror, he was not Dracula. Yeah, there was a mirror. True. Yeah. Shows up in the mirror. Dun, dun, dun. But maybe the director wasn't a horror director. Maybe he was a comedy director. Why not? Maybe yeah. he's just like, I'm doing a fucking movie with monsters, whatever. You know, he wasn't <laughs> a monster fan. Yeah. They Fuck had it was. where, you know, he was blocking it. They could have just kept it on that shot where he was blocking his own reflection. Yeah, it's, you know, if it was. Yeah, like he a, was blocking. I was thinking as soon as they moved in, I'm like, they're going to fuck up. Oh, no. Oh, uh, he's blocking okay. it. Ah, they fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> well, fools. Sadly. Fools. Yeah, I guess that answers my question. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Uh, I, I, you know, I was just, it's when you're watching the slapstick comedy r- movie with, you know, obviously there's monsters in it, but that that just, it's kind of brutal for the film we're watching. <laughs> it just throws the chick out the window. Yeah, that does kind of come as a, it's almost she a little was shocking. The bad guy. It's just like, whoa. And he throws her through that fucking she window. Was... And then, then later on, they're fighting, and like Dracula comes breaking through a window as well, fighting off of a wolfman. <laughs> throwing pots. Back and throwing, throwing pots and pans, whatever, whatever he can find. get his hands on. He really has get back, no de- back, wolfman. He's got no defense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah where's his vampire well, strength? Kind of funny, He's just like, get away. I remember the climactic showdown in uh, uh, Frankenstein meets the wolfman. Where they finally come together in the the lab. It's always in the lab with the you know always. the yeah. equipment. Always you know, would it be a Frankenstein movie if there was no lab? And the Wolfman, all he really does is uh, you know because they didn't have wires or anything you know to make this like an awesome stunt sequence. There's no stuntmen. It's Lon Chaney and Glenn Strange, and the Wolfman just continually like gets up on something 
you know, yeah, on a table, off. and jumps off, you know, and then he gets knocked around, <laughs> goes back up onto something else, jumps back down, like, over and over again. That's pretty much, that's the Titanic <laughs> fight between the two. Well, they the strangle each other. Titans, yeah. They're always trying to choke each other. Yeah. Be like a wrestling match, like a WWF. Well, I thought even the Wolfman remake looked like wire foo at the end of it. Two, two, two fucking werewolves fighting, but they're like, you know. Yeah, they were flipping off walls flowing, and stuff like, like flying around the room at each other, doing the clashing in the middle, you know. Yeah. 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 It but it was, probably, <laughs> it was probably better than what they were able to pull off in the Maybe. The, the, uh, the animation yeah. in this movie I like a lot. Yeah, they animate whenever Dracula actually changes into a bat. With yeah. A, he, like, turns into a, like, the bat turns into a cartoon of, you know. Yeah. Which, that that's like, a, you know, as you watch the special effects kind of, you know, these movies... You know, as they uh, progress, that's something that was added later because that didn't happen in the older ones. I think it was like, poof, all of a sudden he's standing there, you know. Yeah. Oh, or, you know, or whatever. Or just that cut, that yeah. jump cut to it. Yeah. And even I think the... they actually do have, like, flash pans or flash pots of smoke. They go, poof. Oh, do they? And, like, all of a sudden he's standing there, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And the, uh, the electricity in the lab. Yeah, some of that was animated. Yeah, some yeah of it sure. looked, Like some of it was practical though. You get those. I don't know what they're called, but the Jacob's ladder or whatever. Electricity of the balls, the one that was going around. Some of that's animated. Those are that's all. That's all Tesla. Yeah, that's all uh, Tesla machine or something. Uh, whatever direct current or is it the other one? Something like that. I don't know. I, it's a, well, a lot of that stuff was used. Uh, that lab equipment was used in the original Frankenstein movie. Then again, in the Bride of Frankenstein. And, uh, you know, they just kept reusing it and this stuff. And it was actually kind of funny because when Mel Brooks came around to doing uh, Young Frankenstein in the 70s and 74, they were able to find the guy who had all that equipment. Hmm. So they actually bring all that stuff back hmm. out. Like, I mean, Young Frankenstein, if you haven't seen that, is like a fantastic recreation of, you know, those the old horror, you know, universal yeah. horror movies. I mean, like, it feels like one. It looks like one. I mean, like, meticulously recreated. It's just, you know, a comedy. Yeah. And it, it actually borrows some of the plot of uh, of Son of Frankenstein, one of the characters, at least. The, That's uh, why it's surprising inspector. how much Dracula Dead and Loving It sucked compared, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He yeah. thought, he, you know, because, I mean... If Mel Brooks is coming around and doing another, you know, horror icon... Yeah, but they even cheaped out. Went back with the color and, like, I mean, just cheaped out all the way. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with Leslie Nielsen. Could be. I think that's where that went wrong. A bad choice to play Dracula. I, I think that his comedy probably wasn't. Uh, well, I don't know. Mel Brooks' comedy at that time was kind of getting cheap anyway. Yeah. So they're both, you know. I'll be damned better. if we're gonna sit here and badmouth Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> hey, I love Leslie Nielsen, right? But I'm just saying. Hey, I do too. But I'm Naked saying, Gun Three point. Years was getting rough. Yeah, when you're getting to, into like wrongfully accused, I mean, Leslie Nielsen shit was rough. Repossessed. Oh my god! Well, that stuff was yeah. <laughs> that was actually kind of his heyday, though. What was right? the or his wasn't it wrongfully accused? Was that what it was called? I, well, I, I think so. Listen, listen. <laughs> yeah. Tell you, yeah, that guy. Listen in the fugitive spoof. I'm telling you, that guy had a awesome stint in the '70s and '80s, yeah. and then it went. The '90s went. Well, dude, he had like an, uh, you know, I mean, like he well, was the ben guy. In, yeah, in the '50s. Oh, he 60s was the man. His whole life. Well, even in the '80s, I mean, he was in Creepshow. He was still thought of as a serious actor. I mean, that was even after Airplane, you know, which kind of established him as a as comedy a guy. Comedy guy. And then uh, you know the Naked Gun movies and everything that he did after that. You can't Frank put him Durabon. in a movie anymore, you know, without him being a, a laugh riot. You know, yeah. You just unless don't you, take unless him you put him in a scary movie. 
Yeah. Or Mr. Magoo. <laughs> then it's not funny. <laughs> yeah. But I don't blame uh, that on him. I blame that on being wait, a scary movie. People three. that make the movie. As, when he's the president? Yeah, when he's yeah, the president. You don't like that? No. No, the third and fourth movie, and probably the fifth one too, horrible. Wow. But I, think, I, think I can't believe one. you watched all this. I know I saw the third one. I got dragged to the fourth one and fell asleep halfway through it. I will not see the fifth one. The, the, I like the third one. Uh, I like Leslie Nielsen. In There's the one funny one. joke in the third one where, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the black guy, Anderson. Um, has, he's holding a shovel because they're going to go attack someone, and then he cocks it and a shotgun shell flies out. Uh, <laughs> yes. That was the only funny joke in that movie. Other than that, the movie sucked. Uh, <laughs> it, it, gets mild, it gets mild recognition from Colin. He's like, ah, oh, it's a joke. Yeah, but, I it's mean, like, yeah. like, you know, we're talking about, like, comedies and stuff that, are, like, you know, I, mean, I like... Abbott and Costello. I mean, Frank said, I think that movie was, you know, I mean, it's not laugh out loud. Hey, you nowhere because you've seen it so many times. Because <laughs> I've seen it so many, I know what all the jokes right. are. I'm sitting there smiling on, yeah, that's funny. You know, but that's funny. funny. That's funny. Like, you know, but it's remembering all these times I've seen it before, you know, I mean, but that's why I was kind of curious if, you know, how funny you guys would find it, you oh, know, no, watching it today. Those but. are funny. Like, yeah, I love those. I, I really wish yeah. I would seek out more and watch them. I don't know why I don't. Watch Young Frankenstein. Oh, what are you saying? The Universal Monster movies? Abbott and Costello. Well, Abbott I mean, and Costello who else did Abbott and Costello meet? Uh, they they met, met The Mummy. They met The Mummy. They met The Killer, Boris Karloff. It was one of the titles. Oh, God. They did, like, so many. There was, like, a chest of their movies that just came out that I got for my dad last year. I mean, there's just a ton of stuff. And so this was this the last of the Abbott and Costello No, meet? this was one of the... First, yeah. I want to say it was like the second or third movie that they had done for uh, Universal. So yeah, I mean they were uh, they were something back in the day, even though apparently they didn't get along. Like yeah, after a while, it's one of those things. Where, like in their careers, they just sure. they fucking hated each other. But the money's yeah. good. Yeah, but would still be able to show up and uh, and right. you well, know yeah. do their routines. I there, there's a specific uh, scene where they're opening or they're. They're at like the their shipping place, and Costello's up on the crate. Yeah, and they're the Tipping crates rocking back and forth, and it's impressive. I mean, like this is this is physically demanding comedy that they're doing, and Costello's like Costello does it, man. He does it. Like he yeah. even jumps off the dock straight into the boat at the end of the movie. I'm like, damn, man. He brings yeah. it. Yeah. And for a you know a short portly guy, he's yeah. he's he does pretty good. He's pretty well in shape. I mean, guys, it was the same thing every short porky guy has. It's called cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> every funny fat man has cocaine. That is the secret. I mean, yeah, the humor's there, but cocaine is there for the cocaine. physical comedy. Get a base of. Cocaine. I don't want to like ruin everybody's like vision of Hollywood. No, but that was, that was no, true. I remember what's the cocaine when I was younger. I saw the uh, whatever the Abbott and Costello story, which was like you know basically about their private life and how, like, you know, it eventually derails into drugs and all that, you know. Of course. Yeah. Fame. Doesn't it always? Mm. Yeah. The cocaine. The cocaine. So Coke, much man. cocaine. Coke. Makes It'll a fat you. guy fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Are you fat? Do you want to be fast? Try cocaine. Are you funny? Do you want to work for SNL? Try cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Okay, so here's here's a question, man. All oh, I have are question. questions. It's good though. Uh, the the castle, where is this castle supposed to be located? Yeah, I don't know. California? Where were they? Yeah, but what, I mean, like in all of those movies, it's never really. You know, the castle is there. Well, it's usually in Europe, though, not America. Yeah. There's no American castle. <laughs> they were in Florida. Were they in Florida? Yeah, Florida yeah, yeah, on yeah. some island. Yeah, somewhere. because it started Castle off in Florida. London, and then they it's were Castle Paradise. The House of Horrors was in Florida. 
and there's okay. a professor. So they've got like this professor, professor who looks like he's a college student, professor, you know, who's the one who's actually going to do the transfer of the brains. I think he's the guy who's you know but no Dracula's guy doing. working for him. And then there's, uh, you know, the evil dame who's trying, who's working with Dracula, and apparently she's too willful, so he has to eventually put the bite on her and put her under his sway. And then there's another woman who shows up. Joan. And she's an insurance investigator, and she has, like, you know, her, you know, she's, like, the, they're going to lead me to the bodies. They think that the uh, Dracula Frankenstein, the exhibits, have been stolen, so she's assigned to try and find out, like, where they went. And her method of doing it is, like, she's going to romance the little fat guy. So it's kind of funny because, you know, Costello, the little tubby dude, has got, like, two women following him around, like, for most of the movie. Yeah, that's a good bit. And they want him for his brains. Dun, dun, dun. See, it's funny because he's not smart. <laughs> <laughs> but in that group, apparently he's the smartest one. Right. All right, so I so we don't have any idea where this castle is. It's basically, I mean, you it's said Florida. Florida. It's in Florida, but like South Florida. I don't know. <laughs> you know how many castles? Where all the Florida, castles man? are Come in Florida? On, they're all in Florida. How many island castles are there? Really, at least yeah. five. I'd like to track it down. Check it out. There, there should be the more, more castles. Yeah, here we go. In, in uh, I was looking at more about Abbott and Costello. In Thank 1942, you. it says they were the top box office draw. Wow. Four films, one year. Earned a total of $10 million at the time, and they remained the top 10 box office attraction until 1952. Ten years. I gotta imagine these movies were dirt cheap to make. Well, I mean, yeah. I think, you know, they Comparably, still... anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was one of those things where you look at the credits on all these old movies, they have, like, you know, there's a group of people listed... And then the people who aren't listed are just like the studio tradesmen who, right. you know, it's like they just, they, they move from one one thing to the next thing. You know, it's like you do this for a couple of weeks and you do the next but they one. could have been the more out. expensive because like you said, if you're not, you're, it's not just Abbott Costello, you're getting Bela Lugosi, right. you're, you're getting, getting you're getting monster, monster like, yeah, multiple stars. I mean, that's probably why Boris Karloff isn't in it. He's like, yeah, sure, if you give me fucking five million dollars or something like, you know, and well, let the monster speak. Never. Yeah, and it'd be like, who would Boris Karloff play? I mean, he'd be like, you know, <laughs> just shows the up, doctor. Hey, what's up? You know, Boris. I mean, at that yeah, point, he wouldn't be playing the doctor. Man. Yeah. Ever um, since they wouldn't let him talk. Let's try to find out what they died of. Abbott died oh, of I'm cocaine. guessing a heart attack. I, Abbott <laughs> I'm died put of that out there. cancer in 74. And... Uh, Costello died of a heart attack. Hey! There it is! <laughs> Fat guy on drugs always dies of a heart Boom. attack. In 59, it looks like. He died in 59. Wow. And uh, Abbott yeah, lived crazy. until 1974. Mm. Wow. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Was really funny for 10 years. Yeah. Took a toll funny. on him. Died freaking six years later. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Or you said 52 to... And then he died in 59? Yeah. Whatever, seven years. Wow. Man, it's not good. Yeah, that sucks. That's a downer. <laughs> I'm sure he had fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was a I'm good sure he had run. fun with all it the was money. a great one. Yeah. 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 He did good. Probably lived fast and loose. Lots of women. Yeah. Was completely famous for... But, I mean, yeah, our modern day, we still have our... Well, yeah, like you were saying, I mean, I, there was a documentary with uh, about the making of Blues Brothers, and... Uh, Whoa. Yeah. That's a jump. Okay, go. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, John Comedy Belushi. More teams. fat guys. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, you know, like John Belushi's got a chick on both arms, you know, and a cigarette and probably sure. a drink and maybe 
some blow An eight ball. somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a sweet life. It doesn't sure. last long. The shelf life's low, but or short, whatever. Yeah, because he was gonna be Dan Aykroyd's like partner, you know? That, they yeah. Wrote Ghostbusters for Jim Belushi. They did. And that didn't end up so good. Yeah. Hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Ghostbusters did. ended horribly. <laughs> <laughs> if only. No, nah, probably. Turned out for the best. Yeah, I can't probably. even remember if there was like a you know, like comedy duo after Martin and Lewis. What's what, what are the comedy teams? Has that gone on? Jerry and Dean. Yeah, Martin and Lewis. Wait, what did I say? Oh yeah, Martin Lewis. Yeah, yeah, man, Martin I wasn't Lewis. thinking of their last. Oh, uh, for what? <laughs> like for two or three films, you had uh, Chris Farley and David Spade. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Fat guy, skinny guy. Yeah, fat guy, skinny guy. You get that. Any other fat guys, skinny guys? They don't have to be fat or skinny. <laughs> Penn and Teller. Penn yeah, Teller. doesn't count. No. <laughs> they've made movies. Yeah. What? I'm yeah, sure they've been in movies. movies. But, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think they're that, starring role. I never... that, but that comedy duo thing, I guess, doesn't uh, doesn't exist nowadays. Unless we're missing something here. But it just... I don't know. I think we have casts now. Now well, it's well, not. Yeah. It's like Paul Rudd, Jason Segel, right. Judd Apatow directing it. Now it's a group. Seth Rogen. Comedy groups. Yeah, I think that's James taken Franco. over versus just yeah. the two standalone acts. Yeah, now it's like filmmakers get a group together and do different things and pull them and in and out. And do the crossovers. And, and, yeah, know, crossovers. The cameos like, and everything like that. I guess it does exist just in a... More a, broad. Yeah, more broad, bigger. It's yeah. not like just these two stars are the drawing But they're power not like... The I mean, because all these guys were like, you know, they'd have... Well, I guess, what? You know, Adam Sandler still has like stand-up comedy acts and... I mean, that would do stand-up. Does he do you know? stand-up still? I don't think so. Or did. I don't know. He I mean, you know, because I guess in the, you know, did, in the 80s, you Yeah, had, he did more of the sketch comedy yeah, than the sketches. recording. Yeah. I mean, I, he did have stand-up, but he, like, quit that pretty early. Yeah. He never really continued it. Well, what about, like, Robin Williams, Whoopi Goldberg, well, what, yeah, they still Billy go. Crystal? Yeah. They started off as, yeah, their, yes, they you know, the yes. stand-up. <laughs> True that. But, yeah. Oh, shit. Key and Peele. Bam, Key and Peele. That's that's brand Kid new. Kid and play? No, well maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I do want to see that show. That's that's more like Key, rap. I watched that for the first time the other night. That's that, funny. That's yeah. That's, that's funny. That's it's a not, duo, right? It, I, yeah, it is. It's not as huge yeah. per se. Not yet. Not yet. But it's why funny. not be though? It's Comedy Central, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, these days there's so many outlets for comedy. Yeah, it's hard to get that, that those singular stars and you know like yeah. that one. Egos, man. It's all about egos. Probably is all about egos. Like the guy who's the... You have an ego. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I get to host the show every day. Ooh. I get to do the intro. Maybe I want to do the intro. You want to do the intro? No, I do Do not. it right go now. Ahead. No, no go ahead. No, well, I'm good. Cut it in. So, no. I want to do it just so we can quit going Saturday Night Freak show. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. Oh, all man. right. Holding <laughs> out the show. Wow. <laughs> Let's just put everything oh, on the table. Yeah, all right, yeah. Oh, that's, this is the episode where it all comes out. Holy shit. Saturday Night Freak Show. So, Brent, I hate your I can't get hat. out of it any other way. <laughs> show. I know the listeners can't see it, but take that fucking thing off. <laughs> but I wear this every day. Oh, God. Nobody can tell. All right, so this is going to be a really quick podcast, I think. What, what I else? Think so, too. I mean, we can talk about, like, wrap up? Yeah, you got anything yeah. else on? We talk about the, uh, like, if anything, tried, like, if it's, yeah. like I was saying. Black and white like, movies? What are we going to talk about? Well, no, like, if, um, if anything from that era has, you know, 
transform or come across to today's movies. Like aside from the comedic duos, like like I was saying earlier, like the storyline from this movie. Like you said, they blow up the castle in like every movie. Does that is just that just a repeat event that just happens? Like how do we end this? Well, let's blow up the castle again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but you have this, to. Certain things in this movie, like we even got recently, um, we were speaking of like the monsters all coming together um, for the crossovers and everything. We get that recently, not as much. Uh, in yeah, I'm day glad it kind of like, went away as quick as it came because we got it in one more famous example, Freddy versus Jason, which came out what fuck, ten years ago, something like that, like yeah. eight years ago. And uh, like I was saying, that the plot of the movie we just watched is basically like near the end the same exact happenings. Like, oh, where you've got, like, the dominant guy using first, the first of dim-witted all, guy. Well, yeah, Freddy comes back, and he decides to resurrect Jason to use as his tool. Yeah. Which, I mean, you get the tall, lumbering dude who doesn't say anything, yeah. and, and then Freddy, I mean, it just matches right so up. needed a wolf man. Right. Who would your wolf man be? No, no, no well, it has man. to be a It has to be somebody who can be good guy during the day and bad guy at night. I don't know who that is. Jigsaw. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean that was New know. Line's version of bringing the monsters together, mm-hmm. and then the end of it where they're fighting and they let, light the dock on fire and blow it up, and and, and that's straight out of this movie, and that happens in Freddy vs Jason. Yeah. Like, somebody was a fan, obviously, yeah. where it comes across today. But other than that, I don't know. That well, in Jason Goes to Hell, they tried to set up a evil, you know, a Evil Dead versus Friday Thirteenth versus Jason. Yeah. Because in Jason Goes to Hell, you find out Jason's mother used the Necronomicon to raise Jason. From Evil Dead. Yeah, and they got the the knife, the soul knife, or whatever the hell well, from they, Evil Dead. Well, they wrote a script for Whoa, Freddy versus I Jason versus Ash. Jason Goes to Hell in a long time. Yeah, so is that what yeah, it's That's why Shit. New Line Cinema acquired Friday, Evil Dead, and Jason, is because... The guy that ran New Line wanted to do a Evil Dead versus Jason versus Freddy. Yeah, the they said they got was... this. It's in the basement in yeah. Jason's house. You can see it. Oh, really? It's when like some <laughs> and, reporters and the, the crate from Creep shows the in there too. Creep shows but uh, everything he, they wrote the script for uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. uh, they made a comic book out of it. Oh no, yeah. yeah and then Pinhead comes in there somewhere like they've always wanted to put all yeah. start putting all of them together. But well, after the Expendables, you figure you'd be able to do that. That's the action movie dumb, team up, though. do the horror yeah. movie team up. Well, yeah, because this mean, had Abbott like... and Costello. That's the drawing, right? <laughs> Abbott right. and Costello. Whereas, like, that's why Freddy versus Jason didn't fucking work out because there yeah, but was House no... of Frankenstein had no Abbott and Costello. Yeah, but job. it had Boris Karloff in it. And all that back <laughs> in the day. I mean, if you try and put all those characters in one movie today, I don't think. Oh, like, it sucks. I think Freddy and Jason are the ones closest enough to work. Like yeah. their worlds are almost. And they're the most popular. Right, they're the most popular. You start putting the other ones in there, like the the realities of each horror movie world almost wouldn't mix that well together. Yeah. They found the two that would go the best together and went with that. And they even just went, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dream, no, I'm not, kills oh, no. dreams I'm not saying it was seamless, <laughs> but I'm saying it was the closest. I mean, it was a good plot by Freddy saying, hey, if Jason kills these kids, maybe they'll start talking about me right. again, and that will give me power. But the idea that Freddy... The idea is Jason has to dream so Freddy can look like his mother in his dream. Yeah. And convince him to leave his territory, which is what Jason's whole thing is about, is not coming into his woods. So 
somehow Jason gets him to leave. And then he all of a sudden becomes afraid of water. Even though he gets afraid of water, he comes out of the water. He comes out of the water. He's not so afraid of it. But that was all psychological. Just just details. (laughs) It was psychological. It was a a lot of blood in the third act. It was a good try, though. It was a good try. I gotta watch that movie for having a weakness. Like it's it just it's just fun to watch those two beat the shit out of each other for the last half hour of the movie. I love the director. Ronnie Yu is that his name? Yeah, he's a good director. Versus Bride of Frankenstein. He did Bride of Chucky and Freddy vs. Jason. I thought he did Versus too. Maybe not. No, he didn't. Never mind. Taking that back. No, he didn't do Versus. He didn't do Versus. That was a Japanese guy. Yeah. Oh, Ronnie used Chinese or something. Oh, there you go. Damn it, anyway, Colin. Boom. Okay. But you're right. (laughs) Wrap ups on. uh, Wrap ups. uh, Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah. That's me. Uh, Abbott and Costello meet. Frankenstein. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, one more question before my wrap up. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking about his name. Chick? Chet? Chick. Fucking Chick. weird. Chick. Chicken Chick. Wilbur. Chicken Wilbur. What's your question? Chick. Uh, is, why did they, why did they choose Meet Frankenstein as opposed to Meet? More popular. I think he was more popular. I That's think why it's, it's, instead it's of Dracula. Wolfman meets Frankenstein, or Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. It's yeah. not even Wolfman meets Frankenstein. Yeah, even Frankenstein though, meets yeah. the Wolfman, even though it's Lon Chaney Jr. the Wolfman. It's <laughs> yes. called Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. <laughs> ah, Dude, he had more movies. Yeah. It was just a bigger draw. I mean... Frankenstein became a thing in the popular culture that was, I think, eclipsed even, you know, I mean, what Dracula's his nearest competitor, probably, and then probably the Wolfman, then the Mummy, and, you know, those guys. But so much so that, like, I mean, Karloff was such a huge star based off of it that, you know, like, in the, uh, I think the, you know, on screen in Bride of Frankenstein, his credit is Karloff as, you know, the monster or something like that. Karloff in, you know, Bride of Frankenstein. It's like, wow, you know, you go from, like, you know, bit player to boom, yeah. Karloff. Everybody knows who he is worldwide just based on his last name. Well, right. it's like Dracula yeah. and Frankenstein. They were, like, some of the first movies. I want to say, like, the reason these monster mo- movies came back the way they did in these mashups is because not many movies had, like, a lot of... I mean, I'm sure things like Gone with the Wind, Wizard of Oz, these things had replayability, but not a lot of movies had replayability. But they noticed that they could keep Dracula and Frankenstein in the same theater for months. I mean, no matter what, that was a double bill that would sell forever. Like, all over the country, Dracula Dracula and Frankenstein, double features, all over. Yeah, I mean, it's two great tastes that go great together. Well, and what happened, too, I mean... The monster. The other thing that kept these things alive was, like, you know, they came out in the 30s, and they'd have re-releases, and then they'd have sequels, and then... Toys. By the 50s... Well, no, they didn't have toys back then. By the 50s... toys back then. Not in the 30s. I guarantee you can fight Frankenstein anyway. This is a conversation for later. Yeah. So, in the the 50s, right, that's the advent of television. So, what can television, you know, have? Old movies. Yeah. So... Universal Pictures packaged up like 30 out of their movies, I think it's like a shock theater package, and would play the, you know, uh, syndicate these. And so that gave rise to the monster kids, right? So it was these kids who now saw, you know, on Saturday mornings or whatever, all these movies on TV. That's where your famous Monsters of Filmland magazine comes around. That's where your model kits, the Aurora model kits, all the toys come out of those. You know, you're catering to those kids who are watching these things like, you know, on television. And that kind of kept them alive, and then Hammer took notice of that and started remaking them. So I mean, that they had like a they had a second wind in the fifties, you know, right? And that kind of cool. kept the popularity going. 
that answers that. Thank now you. Now they're postage stamps and yeah, now they're remakes. I think they're forgotten. Legends are being forever. covered up with crap. That's the problem. Well, they just released a Blu-ray set of all the original ones. So I mean, they're still out there that you can get them, but I mean, not the. But actually, they've ruined the actual, you know, because that's why you got things like Twilight. You know, they took away the power of these things. We, it's like the same way we were talking about. Like, you could be a horror fan because something scares you, so you feel like if you root for the monster, then somehow it won't be, you know, you won't be as scared of it if you're somehow on the monster's side, right? Well, they took that psychological, they they took that thinking and put it in the characters of the monster. Like, now you relate to the, it's not just rooting for Jason, it's following Jason's character and, like, now he's got emotions, he's got feelings, he's not really a monster, you know, it's like, they're trying to relate to these things, because it's like, it's almost like they don't want us to relate to the evil tendencies these creatures have, so now we're supposed to find the human, uh, the human element, yeah, the human element, it really is the Wolfman taken to the greater extent, where you had all these monsters, but then Wolfman, Wolfman took all the vampire, uh, things, and turn it into a curse to where it's a guy that can't help it. He's a tragic figure. But then in the future, with like when it comes to Anne Rice, we almost switch that around where now the vampires are borrowing the tragic like feelings of these things, of these people from the Wolfman character. Now all vampires like, I never asked to be this way. <laughs> it's a curse. <laughs> this sucks being immortal and powerful. You know, they're always crybabies. I'll give you a choice like I never had. They never want to kill themselves. They're never power strong enough to do that. They're just right. like, I'm going to whine for three centuries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. There's a Dracula wow. movie coming out next year. Yeah, from Universal we'll see. Pictures. I swear to God, if like called Luke Evans, I think it's right now called Dracula. Dracula, Dracula Year One, Dracula no, uh, the Untold Story, oh Dracula. I bet it's been told something like that. Dracula, it was originally just called what, Dracula. You didn't know. Yeah, it's the origin of Vlad uh, Tepe's mixed with I think story of Dracula. They've done that before. Does Universal still own all the rights? Yeah, they own the title Dracula, so that's why this new show coming out is it's from NBC Universal. That's why Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. It was originally it was supposed to be Dracula, but it was from Columbia Pictures. So you can right. still do any like House of Dracula. Yeah, as long as it's as not, long as there's it's not plain. Yeah, Dracula. Because that's even the Hammer one was called Dracula, but when it came out over here, it was the horror of Dracula. What about the other? Use that title. That's, that's why, why they have to, that's they to add everything. Dracula's basement and whatnot. Yeah. So how many do they own? Just Dracula and Frankenstein, or Wolfman, and the the Wolfman, Wolf I think, is creature from the Black Lagoon. If you see him in any other thing, he's called the creature. The creature. Okay, he's not the creature from the Black. It's amazing yeah. how they can get around those. But rights. they must not have yeah. the Mummy, because the Mummy has been. Well, no, the well, Mummy remake was Universal. Yeah, and they're going to be doing remakes of those. Yeah, but I don't know if they're supposed. To, I think they're supposed to be more serious, not so like flights of fantasy, which I think will be cool. Yeah, and Guillermo del Toro is rumored to be tackling a Frankenstein movie. Really? No, there is. There, no, there Aaron Eckhart is going to be an I Frankenstein. I Frankenstein. Oh but, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I heard but there's a long time ago. What's going on with that one? It's coming it's out, coming out. Uh, in January. Or and he's like also that. supposed to. What's the other thing Aaron Eckhart's doing with those people? Isn't it supposed to be another like weird horror? I can't remember it. I don't know. Can't remember. Should have brought it up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Shut it down. All right, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I like this movie. I think that it's a fun, fun romp. Um, it's curious watching it. You know, you get the 
impression that this is more like I could see Abbott and Costello like getting themselves into situations not not like the monster situation but serious situations all the time where everybody all the other characters serious where (laughs) let me explain where all all the characters are taking it seriously and they're the two that are you know bumbling through this environment um this time it just happens to be all the universal monsters i want to say didn't they meet dick tracy wasn't there an Abacostello meet Abbott Gruesome or something like that? Gruesome. Yeah. That's a Dick Tracy villain, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, perhaps. I thought so. I could be completely Filmography wrong. in the Navy. Hold that ghost. When's that? Oh, wait, no. Okay. Buck Privates was uh, the one that, the one that like. <laughs> Buck Privates. That was a, yeah, Buck but that was Privates. a huge hit. In the Navy, hold Privates. that ghost. Keep him flying. Ride him, cowboy. Hold that ghost. Uh, man, a whole bunch of movies. And then Abbott and Costello in Hollywood. Buck Privates comes home. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Abbott and Costello meet the killer Boris Karloff. Abbott and Costello in the Foreign Legion. Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man. Ooh. Abbott and Costello meet it Captain Kidd. Abbott and Costello go to Mars. It's Abbott and rats. Costello meet Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Abbott and Costello Damn. meet the Keystone Cops. Abbott and Costello meet the Mummy. Wow. I mean, yeah. Their last movie was in 1965. Oh, so I was wrong about the Dick Tracy gruesome thing? Yeah, but that's weird, because I... Uh, it seems like I remember that. Where's that Abbott and Costello biopic? Like, why doesn't that come out? Yeah. Where's it that? did. Did it? It did, yeah. Who played them? Uh, okay, I didn't have to... I'm sorry. <laughs> it was Two like, like Jackie Gleason or something plays one of them. Really? I saw it. I can't remember if it was a TV movie or I'm actual sure it was. theatrical I'll bet it was a TV movie. Mm. It was probably called, like, Bud and Lou or something like that. Bud and right. Lou. Yeah. Yep, obviously because it was. So, what? How did you feel about the movie? I'm sorry. I uh, <laughs> I liked it. Final yeah. Fantasy. Um, I think that you kind of have to put yourself back in the 40s or 50s that that era to really appreciate it. Um, I think that you have to be of a certain. I don't know. I I, I don't know if I, you could show this to like a a 15 year old if they would get anything out of it. Or like no, an eight-year-old, year old. but that's the thing. I think an eight-year-old would. I don't know. I think it's a little dialoguey for an eight-year-old. I, I think they would enjoy it. Just, I mean, there's enough slapstick there. The monsters are classic. I mean, when you think of Frankenstein, when you think of Dracula, these are the monsters that you think of. That like spot on. No, no different reincarnations of it. Um, so yeah, all that I really liked. Um, Abbott and Costello, yeah, I, I would like to see more of their stuff. I think I'm a fan. Um, I'll definitely, after seeing this, seek it out. Go. Obviously, they have a ton of work. <laughs> yeah, they have more. <laughs> there's there's more to see. Um, so what can you say? I mean, if you like monster movies, you like slapstick comedy, and you like Abbott and Costello, check it out. If you don't, give it a chance because it's it's pretty fun. It's I would recommend it. I say see this if you're a monster fan. Um, I've always been a fan of old slapstick, but I always find when, like you know, like there's a there's a Charlie Chaplin short called Two A.M. I think is the funniest thing in the world where he comes home drunk and that's like all it is is him drunk and he's like just completely hammered trying to get around his apartment and things are twirling around. I mean it's just. But then whenever I try to go outside of that and look at his other work, I'm fucking bored, you know. So I think a lot of these old slapstick guys. Just a lot of these old people. I think they have their good ones, 
you know. But it's you know you gotta I mean you gotta fucking dig you gotta dig through the goo like I'm interested in seeing uh, maybe the Invisible Man one, uh, maybe the Boris Karloff the Killer one too. But I think this is it is more it's like I think if you're a monster fan this is more for you, um, just because you do get I've like I'm a Wolfman fan I love the Wolfman and anytime I can get Larry Talbot I'll take it, and um. I mean, it's not like a serious story or anything. I mean, it's pretty, it's, you know, pretty stupid. I do like how it keeps with the Frankenstein thing of somebody trying to get rid of his brain. You know, Frankenstein's like a poor victim in this. But at the same time, you know, Dracula's kind of weak in the, you know, he's there to kind of scare the people. You know, not really, he doesn't get rid of any problem. He's just like, these people keep coming. And, you know, it's just like, well, you're fucking Dracula. Kill them or something. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's one of those, you know, it is funny. You want it to be funny. But at the same time, I still want the threat of the monsters and the threat, except for from the Wolfman. The threat was kind of there from the Wolfman a little bit. Um, But, I mean, it's a fun Halloween treat. It's, uh... You know, especially if you like... I mean, the reason I was saying I don't know about eight-year-old... I mean, it's hard to get 30-year-old people to watch some black-and-white movies nowadays. I don't even know if you can get a modern-day audience to sit down and watch a black-and-white movie. Um, that could be enough to scare them off. But, you know, I think the... I don't know. I mean, I think the comedy's there. You know, they repeat some jokes sometimes. Like, my favorite joke of this whole thing, the only one I ever repeat from this movie is the... You don't understand... When the you know when at night when the moon is out I turn into a wolf and Costello would be like yeah you about twenty million other guys you know, that's like the best joke but that's he does that joke earlier in the movie where he says I'm a wolf myself or something like that yeah, yeah, you yeah. know and it's a funny joke but it's just like Jesus Christ that's two times you know I mean whatever yeah, they reuse jokes movie to movie too that that's the what I'm the sliding that's what I'm thing. wondering like I I haven't seen a lot of Abbott and Costello I, I can oh, only sure. imagine with that many movies and that many people they're meeting those jokes must get hmm. reused yeah it's just like any comedian like like I love watching stand up comedy specials but if you watch one you can't watch another one within the same year it's gonna right. be the same goddamn show maybe with sprinkled with some random thoughts off the top of his head but. They're still not doing a whole new show, like, you know, more time than once. So, yeah, it probably was the, they get to a set and be like, okay, what's in a Universal Monster movie? Yeah, we got a guillotine. We got a this. We got a, and right, they, yeah. they just come up with, you know, things like, well, the camera will sit here for five minutes as they fuck around with this thing, and then we'll move the story around, and then they'll sit here and, you know, get scared by that thing, and, you know, they it almost were skits within a movie in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Not that they, I don't think that's bad at all. You just have to have that, like you said. You got there's like not a lot of music in this movie. No. So it's really like I don't want to say a silent film, but it's one of those things where I don't know. This is like I noticed no music in some of these old comedies because it's just like man, maybe things would pick up a little bit more if there was like a do 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 do, you know, like just some generic like humdy dumb song. But you know, it's this is probably. Maybe the fourth or fifth time I've seen this. Uh, I don't know how many times I'd keep, I'd go back, but I think if you haven't seen it, it's always worth the first time. Always, just because you're gonna get your horror. You know, you're gonna get your horror monsters, and that's what you want. That's what's good for your soul. <laughs> Next, it really is good for the soul. Um, uh, the movie is definitely entertaining. I find it funny. I think uh, I've just realized why I haven't sought out watching like 
more of these movies. Like we just said, I'm afraid that, you know, jokes would just get reused and after a while it would just get old. So, um, I'll, I'll just keep it to like, I'll see it like when I get the chance, like an opportunities like tonight and, and probably enjoy the hell out of it. Like, uh, I loved it. I thought it was funny. I like watching the monsters fighting, fight each other. The crossovers are always great. Um, I enjoy that kind of humor. Like I said, Evan Costello or the Marx brothers, it's all of a certain era and I appreciate it. And I like that. So I think you have to be of a certain age maybe to go back and enjoy this movie. Otherwise, like you said, you know, certain people aren't just going to take the time to go see movies like this. They don't have the patience for it and, you know, they won't get anything out of it. I think we're, I think those people who will enjoy this, that group is getting probably smaller and smaller, I would say, as, as we get older, which is unfortunate because movies like this, it's funny, um, entertaining, I think you should go back to more. Yeah, because how many people do you know? I mean, aside from your immediate friends, I mean, that are interested in your same, uh, you know, uh, hobbies. I mean, how many people? I mean, I don't even think like people my mom know have seen the original Frankenstein and you know, some people just don't go back to the old Universals. They're like, no. yeah, it's black and white. It's from the forty. You know, they unless, don't, unless, unless it's, it's Casablanca right. or Gone with the Wind, unless like. The AFI have praised it for the past 70 years. Right. People don't watch have. it. They have approved this one. <laughs> Unless, yeah, it's on the list. Yeah, I but there's no so. commercial. You Unless always see Casablanca <laughs> gone with the way. Here's Martin Scorsese talking about fucking red shoes, you know, or whatever the hell. They're mm-hmm. never talking about... <laughs> unless it was an event of some sort, like you know, unless it was part of like a, a triple bill at a at a drive-in or something like that, maybe you wouldn't get a lot of people to go see something like this or revisit it. But I think they should. I think they're uh, at least this one. I haven't seen many of the ones, but I think they're I think they're classics. I think they're worth revisiting um, if you find enjoyment in that. So I definitely seek it out. I definitely watch it. Yeah, I mean, I think this movie is like a bona fide classic. I mean, like of the universal horror films, it's like the ones that you got to see. You know, I mean, obviously you got to see Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. Oh yeah. And I think next to Bride of Frankenstein and like maybe The Wolfman, this would maybe be like my third, probably on that list. Like before, I'd say go see Dracula or The Mummy or those. You know, I mean, I think the comedy still holds up. I think it's, uh, you know. I mean, obviously, the people who are going to seek this out are the people who have the interest in the monsters. They're going to go check it out. So, I mean, you have to. It's a fucking classic. I think Abbott and Costello got lucky. You know, I think if they hadn't done this movie... I mean, because now, like, at the time, we're saying that they were the most popular fucking thing on the planet. Now nobody's heard of them. The reason that... I've heard of them is because they did a movie with the fucking Universal yeah. Monsters, <laughs> you know? So it's like, you know, I haven't seen any of their other work. I mean, you know, so this is pretty much how Abbott and Costello live for me is because they were related to the monsters by doing this movie. So, I mean, you know, that kind of, it bridges those two worlds of like, yeah, it's a, it's a classic comedy. Yeah, it's a classic monster movie. It's the greatest of the monster rallies. And I, I mean, just want to say how much, like, Looney Tunes has just, I mean, they took so much from this movie. You know, there's so many Looney Tune episodes that are kind of horror-related that it is this movie. I mean, straight up. Yeah. I don't know if it, Especially that lab. That lab shows up in the cartoons, like, the, all the time. The When 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 uh, Abbott sits on Frankenstein and the hand... I mean, to me, I was like, this could be fucking Bugs Bunny right now. I mean, yeah. this is a Bugs Bunny joke. The hand being like... You know, yeah. that's a Bugs Bunny joke. If you that's watch hilarious. Glenn Strange in that shot, he is struggling to keep a straight face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's sitting there trying to, you know, but he's like, he's about to lose it. And I think there are some uh, 
excerpts on the disc where they show him just like blowing takes because he's laughing <laughs> at, uh, at what Costello is doing. No, that's funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the, the era that, you know, of these movies. I mean, it's fun for me to go back and watch them. I mean, I saw them when I was young. This one probably too. I mean, they were on, you know, on TV like all the time, uh, you know, back in the day. And uh, so I, I, that's how I got my monster kick or whatever, you know. And, uh, you know, still, so I look back on them fondly now, but it's like they still kind of they work. The one thing that was kind of interesting is like uh, a lot of them have kind of uh, fallen off into time. Um, I know when the Universal did uh, a big budget monster rally back in the 90s, Van Helsing. Oh, right yeah where they brought you know that was but that was their big shot at like bringing all of their stable of characters back into one movie i mean that was the legitimate like here we go this is the ode to these guys and we're doing indiana jones with the universal monsters and at that time they released a series of dvds where they actually would take like you know the, the legacy collections of each one so you got you know you bought frankenstein and it came with bride, son, ghost, house, you know, like the whole thing. And then you got the Wolfman. It came with all the Wolfman. Well, that movies. was the weakest one because it was Wolfman. She Wolf. She Wolf. You didn't get Frankenstein meets Wolfman. That was in the Frankenstein one. Yeah, that was in the Frankenstein. You know, they robbed you on that. So you get you get Wolfman, She Wolf of London, uh, Werewolf, Werewolf of London, London, and maybe one more. I I can't remember. Was it Cat People? I can't remember. I don't even remember. I, I have can't to look. Remember. I have it, but I mean, but but that's the thing. I've noticed like as time goes on, like. You know, they just re you know, they had the, the classic Monsters Collection Blu-ray set came out, and the thing was fucking awesome. And they had everybody, and the Phantom of the Opera, apparently, is one of the classic yeah. Universal Monsters. Not the old Lon Chaney Sr. silent one, the uh Yeah, but that, that was a Universal movie, but they put, for some reason, it's the remake in that set. Because that's, well, that one is their, I mean, it's not as popular, but it is the one that's associated, you know, with the 30s you know that yeah, whatever because i mean or whatever yeah but i was universal pictures i mean it's like a big that was their big budget huge you know they built an opera house i think that's still standing that they still use for, for the movies. remake or for the scene for the original one. for yeah, the for the original Lon Chaney senior yeah, yeah they built this fucking that's why i was always wondering why house. the remake is more associated with the yeah. universal monster yeah. i mean because well, the Lon Chaney senior makeup yeah, is seen classic. as the classic but it's whenever it's silent yeah silent they were like puff yeah puff. i think that is strictly that's the demarcation it's got like five line minutes between, of color like, yeah we can't do this or people won't appreciate it because it's uh it's an it's a silent film but um yeah when they when they release the the set you know with all these monsters in it now they're coming out individually but uh they never go back and release like you can't see werewolf of london now or she wolf of london or dracula's daughter or dracula's widow shit is it Widow? Daughter. I think it's... Daughter. Daughter Dracula. Sylvia Crystal was in... From the Emmanuel movies was in Dracula's Widow. This podcast Widow. may or may not be accurate. Dracula. Yeah. Uh, really? Glory Holden was in it. The whole thing's a... It's a hidden lesbian subplot. Whoa. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, for, like yeah, yeah, for 1930, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, seriously. It's, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, so those movies have all kind of like, you know, drifted away. And so now the only ones that you can really seek out and find are, you know, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, The Mummy, 
you know, uh, the Wolf Man, the Creature from the Black Lagoon, the Phantom of the Opera, and the Invisible Man. The originals. You can't find the sequels. And that's unfortunate, but, I mean, they're out there, I guess, if you uh, hunt around enough. But Some of it's very fortunate. <laughs> when you get down to the, some of the, like, later well, sequels. Well, just to be a completionist. So it's, it's like we were talking about Friday the 13th movies before. There are some horrible Friday the 13th movies, but Ooh. when you watch Friday the 13th, you know, you do your marathon, you want to yeah, see them all. Yeah. It's kind of the same with, and I remember like AMC used to play, or it was AMC or Turner Classic Movies on Halloween, because Fear Fest or whatever the fuck it was called would go on for a month. And so they'd pack, like, there was one day where it was like all the Frankenstein movies. The next day was all the Dracula, mm. all the, you know, and that doesn't happen anymore. Man. You know, because now it's down to two weeks every Halloween and they just do, you know, more recent films. But, uh, you know that used to, that's probably the last time that you could get all that stuff like you know just go through it yeah. boom you know right. marathons of the stuff and uh yeah i mean it's a Abbott and costello it's a it's a funny film it's it it respects the monsters and i think that's its power is that it the monsters all play it absolutely straight it's just you got the two funny guys running around. So it, it is a monster movie. It reminds me of the way like Shaun of the Dead hmm. is a, it's a, zomb, a legitimate zombie movie where it's got funny guys running around in the middle of it. Then you get the fat guy and the skinny guy dropped in the middle of it. Yeah. That's basically Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. That's our like modern day double or modern day comedy team. There you go. Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. Two British guys. We picked it. British. No pun intended. That's good. There it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say uh, for the listeners of this podcast, check it out. It's heartily recommended. Next week, Travis is going to thrill us with what movie? Is he going to thrill us? The 1972 Amicus Tales from the Crypt. Dun, 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 based oh. on the EC Comics. Based on EC Comics, published by William Gaines. Dun, dun, dun. And we will go through the history of the EC Comics, the HBO show, and the original British movies. And the history of Amicus Studios. Well, this is how I came to know horror in my life, is Damn. Tales from the Crypt. We're going to get down to some serious issues this in is this it. one. This is... Holy shit. What fuels me. This is Halloween God. season, Fucking folks. Halloween, dude. So you can get a hold of us if you want to email us about anything. Uh, at Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. You can find all of our past episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, it, Radio. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hold up, man. If you got something to read, yeah, like, pull you it up. Hold, uh, uh, I'll edit it. For the listener, out. Colin has been holding <laughs> out on us. <laughs> I was going to say, mailbag, mailbag. Mail segment. We've got. This is intermission. It's gonna Let's be all go to the lobby. Let's, Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. This isn't the drive-in special. You already did that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. This will all be cut out anyways. If you guys have anything you want to uh, admit to or confess to right now, don't worry, I'm going to cut it out. (laughs) It'll be fine. Um, I murdered someone, Brent. Uh, (laughs) It was you. All right, this is from... uh, Wait. Future me? Mailbags. Mailbags. So this is from uh, oft... Or... Constant listener, sometimes contributor, Nick Hammond. Okay. He wrote in after watching or listening to the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode. Just got done with the podcast. This movie is in my top ten of all time. Favorite movies. I was a huge, huge Turtles fan. I had the whole collection of action figures and all the play sets. 
I remember seeing this film at the theaters with my dad when he was running projection at the mall and seeing it over and over and over. Now, being a dad myself, I love seeing my kids' faces watching this movie, and they start saying the lines and acting it out like I did when I was their age, so this movie has made it to a new generation and holds its own. And during the podcast, the live-action TV show got a bad rap, but I liked it. I've gone back and watched it again on Netflix and still love it. Well, I'm sorry also, you feel that way, Nick. <laughs> also, FYI, Splinter was voiced by Kevin Clash, best known as the voice and puppeteer of Elmo. He probably got the gig being a Henson puppeteer. Great podcast. As always, guys, keep up the great work. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. There you go, Nick. Thank you, Nick. And there I've you never go. seen the live action Turtles. It's not worth it. No? No. The TV show? Nick no. begs to differ with well, you. Well, trust me. Well... <laughs> it's called The Next Mutation. It's available at Walmart right now. Go and for apparently it. On Netflix. I'm going to give it a shot, Nick. Give it a shot. <laughs> Giving you, you the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah, you can get a hold of us if you want to talk to us at Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. You can find all of our previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Podbay FM. Or you can download the MP3s on our website, SaturdayNightFreakShow.blogspot.com. Do it. And so that wraps it up for another exciting episode. And until next time, America. This is Vincent Price saying goodbye.